Mark? How is everyone? Decent, okay. Um, so I'm going to be sharing this morning, but uh, before we did that, I actually um, wanted to share a little bit about what we did last Sunday. So last Sunday after church, uh, a few of our young people um, went straight after church and we went out into the community and did kind of a random acts of kindness day, which was just something we kind of made up together. And, um, and so we went out and did it and I was like, this is either going to flop really hard or it's going to work well. So, and it worked amazingly. So we went out and we did heaps of things. We did... Um, I wrote down a list, but I forgot to have it with me. But we, were, we went to like the nursing home just around the corner and we spent time with people and some of the young guys gave out flowers. We handed out balloons at, the, at Castle Towers. We, some, some of the kids stuck money on a vending machine with like a kind note. Some people stuck sticky notes all over like Castle Hill just with nice things. And um, what else did we do, guys? We did what? Yeah, we cleared some branches. There's a lot of those at the moment, so we helped clear some of those. And um, some of the young guys helped an old lady move some stuff in a garage and um, just whatever we could think of. And we just went out and did a bunch of stuff, and it was fantastic. So we're going to show a quick little video. We, only, we didn't really have our phones out for much of it, so we only got a snippet of it. But if you want to watch this video quickly... Today is Random Act of Kindness Day. We've got a bunch of young people start. just heading out now to go and bless the community. So. Oh, nice. Beautiful. We had free pizza at the end. Oh, it was great. Not free pizza. So it was awesome. This was all initiative of the young guys, and they were the ones that wanted to do it, which I think is awesome. So I'm actually going to have Kira and Dylan come up the front quickly. Um, give these guys a round of applause. They're already nervous. So these guys um, were two of the young guys. They're the only two that came today that were a part of the 12 that went out. So I was like, everyone else knew that I was probably going to get them up, and so they stayed home today. Um, but I just thought I'd ask you guys just a few questions about the day. Um, for you, like, what was, what was a highlight for you, Kira? Um, probably handing out balloons to kids. It was really fun just to see, like, their smiles and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was a cool. highlight. All right, cool. What about you, Dil? Um, I can just seeing everyone's, like, um, smiles as we gave them flowers, balloons, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. Because you guys are in two different groups, yeah? yeah? What were some of the things your group did, though? Um, so we went to a talent village and handed out flowers to all the old people, just talked to them for a little bit. And then we just went to towers, handed out teddies and balloons. So good. Yeah. That was their own idea. Like, they, they just decided what they wanted to do before you we went out. Their team just went and did that. What about you, Kira? What did your group do? Um, we wrote a bunch of sticky notes and stuck them on cars and also in um, change rooms and like Target and Supre and stuff, just like nice positive messages. And then after that, we put some random like trolleys left like around the car park away. Um, and then we also handed out balloons and combined with another group 
doing that as well. So, so good. Yeah, it was good. It was funny when they were sticking notes on the cars. One of the guys, Troy, had his um, hoodie on and he just looked like real sus. He's going up to cars and like... But I was like, someone's going to think we're doing some dodgy stuff here. But um, so what did you... How did you guys feel at the end of the afternoon? I don't know. It just felt good. It felt nice to, you know, do something to actually help people and, you know, do something out of your comfort zone. Yeah. 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 That's nice. What about you, Dill? Yeah, it was just nice doing, like, the little tiny things and seeing everyone's faces light up and, yeah. Did you think it was going to be as much fun as it was going in? Oh, no. At the start, we didn't know, like, what to expect. So we just went with it and then it turns it out really well. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. What about, um, did you think, do you think anything changes for you going forward? Does you think it change your perspective on anything? I don't know, like... It's easy just to do, like, the little things, so might as well keep doing it. Yeah, so good. What about you, Kara? Um, yeah, pretty much just, I don't know, it helped me throughout this week look at little things and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that random trolley over there, I can just put that away, or, you know, you don't have to leave it to the side, or, yeah, you know, do something nice to make someone smile. Yeah, that's good. Let's give these guys a round of applause <laughs> for being... The only two that came to church today. It's great. Yeah. Can I just add a story? Just um, our sweet faith was involved in this, and normally our kids like to go out, and they're trying to earn money at the moment. So they go out around the neighbourhood, and our kid neighbours are used to being asked to wash cars and mow lawns and things like that for money. There's a list and how much it is. On Monday, after doing that, Faith came home and. It's told the boys, no, they're doing it as out of the kindness of their heart. Wow. So they went round to all the neighbours and offered it out of the kindness of their heart rather than asking for money. That's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> Faith was loving it. She had the most energy, that's for sure. She's running around sticking things everywhere. Kira's going up to a car face like, no, my car, bam, smack it on. And it's, it's awesome. So um, I just think our young people are incredible, yeah? I think when I was that age... Um, I was going to church and stuff, but I don't think I would have wanted to do that. I think that was one of those things that I would like guilt tripped into, like, oh, I probably should go. Um, but I don't think that was something I would want to do. But whereas these guys, they were the, it was kind of their idea. They wanted to do it. Um, and it's funny when we do these share the love things once a term, um, no matter what it is, feeding the homeless or doing Safe Water September or, or doing this random act of kindness day, we, we seem to get the largest turnout to those kinds of things instead of, you know, where they get to go and go on a jumping castle and have free pizza or something like that. They want to be, make a difference in the world. And I think that's awesome. So I'm super excited to see what this next generation is going to do because I think they have every, every potential, every capacity in order to change the world. So um, let's keep encouraging them, keep encouraging that spirit uh, of giving and wanting to serve and wanting to make a difference and wanting to be a blessing. It's awesome. Um, now today, uh, I wanted to just share a little bit on this, this message called, Do You Love Me? And that's not me asking you if you love me. Um, that would be a little narcissistic. Um, do you guys love me? You know, just come up and just needed a, just had a rough week, just need to no. um, This is actually a question that we see Jesus ask in the book of John. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to the book of John, John chapter 21. It's in the New Testament. John 21, verse 1, and we're going to kind of read through this story a little bit. And uh, this is the question that Jesus asks. Verse 1, Later Jesus appeared to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, 
Nathaniel from Cana, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. It's a pretty rough fishing night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, hey guys, you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. Everyone who's ever fished before loves it when random people just put in their suggestion of how you should be fishing. You're like, thanks so much. Um, Then the disciple Jesus loved, which was John, and he wrote this book, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, The disciple who Jesus loved so much said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Sounds pretty good to me. Bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them bread and fish, and this was the third time Jesus had appeared to the disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked this question a third time, and he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. This conversation gets a little repetitive, right? He asks him the same question a few times, and he has the same kind of answer. And, you know, he says, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then feed my sheep. But imagine if it was just the first two parts. It would be kind of like an awkward conversation for the other guys to be listening to. It's like, Simon, do you love me? He's like, yes, Lord, I love you. Simon, do you really, really love me? Yes, Lord, I really, really love you. Simon, do you really, really, really love me? Yes, Lord, I really, really love you. Like, it's just kind of a bit mushy, a bit weird. And it kind of makes Jesus sound needy. And I think that some of the time, we, that's who we think God is. We sometimes think that God wants all this attention because he's a needy God. He's like a 13-year-old girl who's trying to get the attention of an older guy she has a crush on, you know, like, like me, like me, hey, 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 like trying to. But Jesus isn't like that. God's not like that. God is actually so secure in himself. And God actually doesn't need our love, but he realizes that we actually need his love. And in order for us to receive the love that God has for us, we actually have to to give our love over to him. And that opens up our hearts. That actually creates this space where we can actually receive the love of God. God. God wants us to love him so that he can love us, so we can receive that love that he has for us. And so Jesus is, Jesus is wanting that in Peter and he's, and he's wanting his heart to be open. What's interesting about this passage is that we see that as soon as Jesus, you know, receives this love from Peter, as soon as Peter says that he loves Jesus, he hands it immediately over and says, then love them. He, he receives this love, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus is like, that's great. Now love them. And he passes it on immediately. God wants us to love him for two reasons, so that your life will be changed and that so the lives of those around you will be changed. God wants you to receive his love so that others will be changed and so that your life will be changed. God isn't maybe as selfish and needy as I sometimes think we think he is. He's not this attention-seeking guy, but he actually wants the best for us and the best for others. 
One of the things I hear people say, and, and I used to say this, I think, in my early, earlier years is, you know, it's just, just me and God. It's just me and Jesus and, you know, we're arm in arm and we're walking together and it's all beautiful and it's lovely and it's just, we don't need people. It's just, you know, just I love him, he loves me and it's just this nice, beautiful, peaceful place to be. And that's actually not who Jesus is at all. Jesus isn't selfish kind of like we are. Jesus actually wants us to start loving others, that that's not all there is to this thing. And I think so much of the time we can make that our focus. We can, we can focus so much on just me and him and him and me. And that's, that's, an, that's an awesome thing, but that's just the platform. That's just the starting place. That's, that's just the place that God wants you to start so then you can go and, and love others, that others' lives will be transformed. Does it make sense? Do you love me? Yes. Then love them. This love we have received should, should change us. This love we've received from God should, should change us. Our lives should look different after we've encountered this. And, and, and that's kind of the problem that Peter's found himself in. You see, this is at the beginning of this chapter we read that, that Peter had gone back to fishing. That he'd, he'd gone back to what he used to do. He, he had encountered Jesus. He had lived with Jesus. He had seen him die. He had seen him raised from the dead. This is actually the third time that they've met him after he's been raised from the dead. And he's still going back to his old life. He's still going back to exactly what he was doing before. And so Jesus comes along in this moment. He says, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, I love you. And he says, well, then what are you doing? He says, love my people. He's speaking to the, the old Peter. He calls him Simon, son of John. Jesus was actually the one who named him Peter. He gave him a new name, which means I will build my, my church on this rock. You're the rock. Peter's the rock. But he actually calls him by his old name when he's referring to him. Simon, son of John, do you love me? He's kind of saying, you know, you've gone back to this old life. Do you love me? Has your life been changed by my life. If you love me, then, then prove it. Love my people. Feed my sheep. Care for my people. Care for my, my children. I was challenged by this. Does my life look different after encountering Jesus? Does your life look different after you've encountered Jesus? Because I think there's a lot of us that have encountered Jesus. There's a lot of us that have experienced His love. We've heard His truth. We know who He is. But, but our lives look the exact same as they did before we met Him. And God's challenging that. God's saying your life shouldn't look the same. You shouldn't go back to doing just what you were doing. There should be something that's different about you when you come back. And so God is challenging that in us. Has love changed your life? Ephesians 4 verse 21 says, you know, since we have heard about Jesus, since we have learned the truth about Him, let us throw off our old sinful nature and let us put on our new nature created to be like Jesus, you know. It talks about that in Ephesians, and I think what this shows me along with this conversation with Peter and, and many verses in the Bible is that this, this thing, this loving others, it's not automatic. This new nature that we have to put on, it doesn't just happen. Peter was a Christian. Peter knew who Jesus was. He believed in Jesus. He believed he rose from the dead. He, he loved him. Jesus, he received that love. He was a follower. He believed. He, he had all of those things going, but he hadn't stepped into the life that God wanted him to step into yet. He hadn't, he hadn't stepped in, he hadn't been activated into what he needed to, to do. And I believe that this process, that sometimes I think we think it will just happen, that, that we receive this love from God, and then all of a sudden we're just going to naturally just start loving everyone around us. I think there are times when it gets easier, but I think it's always something that we have to choose to step into. I think our default is, is being comfortable. And choosing to do this is uncomfortable. And so we actually have to push ourselves. We actually have to choose to step into what God is calling for you. 
God has something better for you. God has more for you. There is actually more to have of Him. There is more for those around you to experience. And God actually wants you to step into that life. He doesn't want you just to do what you've always been doing, but He wants you to walk with fresh power, with fresh life, with fresh love. And He wants you to transform the lives of those around you. This isn't just about you and Him. This is about all of us. This is about everyone. And God wants to transform the people around us through His love. God challenges Peter to feed my lambs, care for my sheep, feed my sheep. And I think when I used to read those words, I thought he was talking about teaching the Bible just to Christians. But it's not that. Because when Jesus said this to Peter, there wasn't a Bible. There was the Old Testament, there were some scrolls and some scriptures, but the New Testament hadn't been written yet. Peter was one of the guys who wrote one of the books of the New Testament, or two of them. Or maybe more, I don't know. I went to Bible college, but I forget that. Um, but he, he's not talking about, you know, just having a Bible study and feeding my sheep. Because if that's what he was calling them to, then Peter would have just grabbed James and John and they would have sat down and they would have discussed how awesome Jesus was. And it would have died with them and those 12 guys. But it didn't happen like that. If you read through the Bible, if you read through the book of Acts, they started sharing the gospel with everyone. They started sharing the good news. They started loving everyone they came in contact with. They started welcoming people into their homes. They started sharing their finances. They started praying for the sick and praying for healing and casting out demons and, and, and all of these things. And they started loving like, like crazy. And because of that, God's message spread throughout the entire world. And, and because of those guys, we're actually gathering here today because they were willing to step out and start loving other people. It's crazy. So God's saying, I want you to feed my sheep, to care for my sheep. I want you to love other people. I want you to take care of others. These people who I care for so much. You know, we sing that song today, Reckless Love, where it talks about leave the 99 and go after the one. It's like leaving those 99 who are already safe and secure and going after the one who's lost and broken. God's saying, it's, it's, it's about that loving my sheep, taking care of my people, going after those who are lost. Love looks like Jesus, I believe. That if you want to know what it looks like to, to live a life of loving others, you just look at the life of Jesus. The way that he lived, the, the, the people he spoke to, the things that he said, the, the words that he spoke, he, he, it was incredible. The miracles that he performed, it was all just about love. He, he was love in human flesh. And so we have this great example to follow, to follow after. So do you love Jesus? Jesus is asking today, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Take care of my people. Love other people. If there isn't a tangible change in your life, you've got to ask yourself, why? why? Why have I not changed? Why is there no difference to my life before? Maybe you haven't encountered God's love. God wants to transform your life through His love. He wants you to, to step into freedom. He wants to show you how much He cares for you. And He wants to, to give you His love. And He wants you to love Him. But maybe for a lot of us, we're actually already in that place. We, we are following Jesus, but we're just like Peter. We haven't activated what, what we have. We haven't stepped into all that God has for us. And I believe that all of us can step into another level. All of us can take one step further and, and do, do more and step into more of what God has for us. These words are for you today. Care for my people. Feed my sheep. When we did this Random Acts of Kindness Day, we, um, we did tried to do the maths for how many people we think we impacted just in that afternoon. So we, I think we went out from like one o'clock to four o'clock. And so we, it was just 12 of us. 
And we worked out that we got like 75 balloons, and so that's at least 75 kids, plus every single kid was with at least one parent, most of them were with two. So that's like easily already 140 to 200, and then all the sticky notes that we stuck everywhere, and then the vending machines, and then visiting the retirement village, and then all of this stuff. We worked out that it would easily be over 300 people that we impacted in one afternoon. I believe that's like 300 people that probably, when they're lying in bed at night, they're thinking about that thing, because it's like, that was interesting. Like, that happened today. That was kind of an interesting thought. And that's 300 people just around here that we saw be impacted in a positive way in one afternoon by 12 kids. It's crazy, yeah? And then I think about this week, and I'm like, how many people did I make a difference in this week? I'm like, um, I think I held the door open for like two people. I smiled at a few people. That's always a good one. But there's, you know, and it's just like, it's actually not that hard. Like we found it was just a couple hours, and we impacted that many people. But imagine if we were living like that all the time, always ready to just love people. I mean, random acts of kindness are actually so easy. It's funny because we think, you know, did, did we preach the gospel? Or did we see anyone get saved while we did that? No, we didn't. You know, we actually had a, a chance to explain to some people what we were doing because they wanted to know. They're like, why are you doing this? But for a lot of people, we just left it at that because I believe that God's so much bigger than that. I believe that, that sharing the gospel is so important and so crucial. And I believe that there are times when we, we need to speak up. We can't just leave it to chance. But then there are times when we just need to simply show God's love. Just show love. God is love. So when we're, when we're spreading that love, we're, we're sharing Him with other people. And God can do so much with just one simple act of love. God can bring someone one step closer to knowing Him. So I think it's amazing that, that it's so simple to do that. Part of my journey is that I had to learn to, to love people without an agenda. I think when I, when I first you know, kind of got serious about God when I was 18, um, around that age, I started just, just wanting to serve God wholeheartedly, and I wanted to see people get saved, and, and so I was, I was doing youth stuff, I was leading at youth, and, and I remember I was loving pretty much everyone around me, all, all of these kids, in order for them to get saved, which sounds okay, like getting saved is a good thing, you know, coming into the kingdom of light is a fantastic thing, and that's the best thing. But I was actually loving people in order to get them there. And so the love that I had was actually just a tool. It was just like fake. It was just, a tr it was just something I was doing in order to get them somewhere. And so even though it was for a good intention, I was actually, people can smell when it's fake. People can smell when you're using them or you're trying to sell them something. And so even though I was selling them the best thing possible, I was still loving with an agenda. I was still loving people in order to get them somewhere. And I started finding that I was getting frustrated. Like this kid, it's been like, whole year and like I haven't seen any step towards God at all like I'm getting tired of loving this kid because nothing's happening and God showed me that it's that I'm not loving just to simply be love I'm loving in order to get them somewhere and so it wasn't working and so I think God's God challenges us with that like I think that's what's amazing about God is is so many people in our lives love us if you know we have parents who I'll love you if you do this for me or if you perform or if you whatever it is we're always loved with an if or loved with a but. But God, but God loves us minus those things. God loves us without the if. He just loves us. And then, then there's nothing we can do to run away from that. Even if you hate that idea, we can't stop Him loving us. He's just like, I'm just going to love you. And so, and I believe God wants that for us, that we are to be like Jesus in this world. We're to be like Him and we're just to love people. Just to love people. There doesn't have to be an agenda. We can just simply just love someone and leave it at that. 
And then there are times when God's going to speak to you and He's going to challenge you and He's going to say, you know what, the next step of love right here is actually to share my good news. And you're going to have to have courage in order to step up and share that. But there are times when it's just such a simple little thing. Just, just smiling at someone, just noticing someone. It can totally change someone's day. You know, I love having Lydia with me because it's so easy to share joy when she's around. You know, I can, I can kind of use her as a tool and just kind of be like, we talk to the lady at the cash register who seems like she's having a bum out day. And I'm just like, Lydia, just tell, say hi or just like, you know, tell her that her hair's nice or just different things. And Lydia's like, will say something. She'll be like, oh, that's cute. And she knows that I've done it. But it's like, it's amazing just to see how Lydia can bring a smile to someone's face so easily. And when we leave, that person's in a better mood. They've just been lifted. And I think it's so easy to do. You don't have to have a two-year-old kid that you can use as your tool. You can use something else. Use someone else. Just grab someone else's kid and be like, no. Um, don't do that. But I think there's so many simple things we can do. You know, random acts of kindness is great. Spending time with someone, just listening to someone can do an, do an incredible thing. Praying with someone, inviting someone over for a meal, sharing your home with them. You know, being, just being nice to people. Sometimes we're just not good at doing that. You know, I'm, I'm especially bad when I go well, on the roads. Actually, I can think of three places I'm especially bad at, but we'll go with just one. I'm, I'm really bad at, at the shopping center when, I, when I, I, I don't like being in Castle Towers, to be honest. Like, I, I don't like shopping centers. I just want to get in, get what I need to get, and get out. Anyone else like that? Then there's a few ladies that just love to spend time browse and whatever, and that's great. Power to you. Um, but I... I'm on a mission when I'm there. I'm just like, this place is noisy, stressing me out. I just want to get in, get out. And um, so I, I very rarely like stop and take the time to bless other people. And I can actually be quite rude to people. Someone's in my way and I'm just like cut in front of them or someone's wanting to get through a door and I'll just whip in in front of them and I'm just like, just me here, get out. And, uh, and it's not loving, is it? It's not very nice. It's not very kind. And so sometimes the simplest thing we can do is just to slow down for a second and just be like, I'm just going to be nice to people <laughs> while I'm here. Because I'm not very nice all the time. Smiling is such a simple one. Encouraging someone with a, with a text or with a thought. Just say to someone this afternoon, you know what? I've just noticed this about you. I think this is awesome. It's so simple, but it could totally change someone's day. There are, there are bigger acts of love. You know, there's having someone come and live in your house for a certain amount of time. Or there's going overseas and, and giving your life to feeding, orf- to feeding kids in an orphanage or, or whatever it is. Or there's taking a literal bullet for someone. I've never done that or known anyone that's done that, but that's a big act of love. You could, you could, there's so many things that we can do that are these big steps of love. And I think often when we think of loving others, we, we tend to think in those big things. Whereas loving others can just be so simple and so small. It doesn't always have to be such a big step. There will be times when God calls you to take a big step. But I believe it starts with those small things, that as you keep doing those small things, God's preparing your heart, God's preparing you know, that, that soil in you. And He's like, you know what, you're ready for something bigger here. And I think you can handle it. And it's going to stretch you a little more and you're going to take it on. And, and then he's going to be like, you know what? I think you can handle a little more. And, and God's going to use your life in order to bless people. And you'll be able to get to the end of your life. And you're going to see, God's going to show you that there are all these people that have been impacted because you are willing to love. Not that it's about you or your ego, but I think we're going to get to heaven. And, and, and I want to be overwhelmed by how many people God used. God, how God used me to bring all these people to know him. I want to have that kind of a testimony. I don't want to just have a, a mediocre life where I just get by. I, I want God to use me as, as much as possible. I want, to, I want to waste my life on His kingdom. I want to waste my, love, my, my life loving others. 
God has so much. And, and Heidi Baker says this one simple thing, which I love. She just says, love looks like something. Love isn't just a word. It's not just a feeling, but love actually has to look like something. That we can say we love people. We can say we love others. But if it doesn't look like anything, it's wasted. It's just breath. But there has to be some kind of tangible action that comes out of our love. Love needs to look like something. And so my challenge for you today is what, what does love look like for you? What can you do today? What can you do this afternoon? Maybe you're going to go out and get some lunch. Maybe you're going to spend some time with some friends. Maybe you're just going to go home and be with family. What can you do today to show love? Who can you, who can you just do one random act of kindness to? Who can you spend some time with? Who can you love today? So that when you leave, that today wouldn't just be another message that we hear and we're like, okay, wow, that was good. or you know, But that we actually, we actually leave and we actually go out and do something today. That we actually make a difference in this world that however many people there are here, like 100, 200 people, that we could go out and each of us did that in an hour, we'd be blessing 200 people in one hour. And we could do more than that. And so I just encourage you that today, this afternoon, try and work out what you can do just to love someone. Because I found that after this random act of kindness day, I was just amazed at how easy it was. And, and we went out and I really wanted to do the balloons thing. Um, I think I'd seen someone do it on YouTube or something. I was like, that looks fun. So I went to the party shop and, and they told me it was 20 bucks for 25 balloons, which was like twice as much as I expected. And I was like, that's a rip off. Um, a bag of balloons was $5, but the helium cost that much. So anyway, um, besides all that, I was like, okay, do I really want to spend 25, 20 bucks on this? Oh. And I was like, really, I'm in an about it. And then I was just like, yeah, just do it YOLO, you know. Um, that's what the kids say. And, and so I just, I, I did it and we got the balloons and the young guys that were with me were excited about it. And we handed them out and straight away, I was like, far out, that was definitely worth 20 bucks. Like to see how many people were blessed and these kids are so excited. There's this one kid in a, in a, in a pram just like hugging the balloon, just like, just like with this big happy face. And, and I was just like, man, that was definitely worth $20. But it's funny because if that $20 was on me, I would have been like, yeah, I'll spend that. doesn't matter. But as soon as it's on something else, I'm just like, ooh. You know what I mean? And, and it's so funny because I found that I got so much more joy out of spending that 20 bucks on everyone else, on something that's meaningless. It's a helium balloon that the kid's probably not even going to get home with. It's going to let it go. It's going to fly in the air. They're going to cry. Probably being more, more, more sadness than joy by the end of the day. But, but I didn't see that part of it. I just saw the happy part. So it was all good for me. And... Uh, but I found more love, more, more, more joy in my heart out of doing that for others than spending that 20 bucks on myself. I'm sure a lot of you understand that, can relate, because you can think of times in your life when you've done that. And so I just encourage you to do that today, to go do something for someone else. Maybe pay for someone behind you at McDonald's, maybe, don't go get Macca's today, get something a little nicer, but um, whatever, maybe if you like McDonald's, that's, that's great. Um, I'm sorry, I just, I'm not, my, not a fan. Um, but let's, let's go out and be loved today, yeah? Let's go out and, and make a difference. Let's be restored church that are seeing people's lives being restored one act of love at a time. Let's go and make a difference in this world. If the band wants to come up, we're going we're gonna to sing another song and we're going to take communion together. And I think this is an awesome time. Like worship is such an awesome time where we actually, we get to focus on, on how much we love Jesus and how much Jesus loves us. And that this place, this, this gathering can really be a platform for us to go and make a difference through the week. That this isn't it. This is just the platform. This is where we come and we encourage each other and we're encouraged by worship and we're encouraged by whatever. And, then, and we leave here refreshed and excited to go out and to make a difference. And so we can do that today. And as you take communion, I want you to remember who Jesus was. 
Remember what He did for you, the incredible act of love He displayed by dying on the cross for your sins, by, by standing in your place, by taking your punishment, that we can have life, that others can have life, that, that we can remember that today as we share communion, as we remember who He is and what He's done. So communion is at the back and at the sides. And if you want to take that in your own time, you can do that. And we're going to sing and worship together and, uh, and enjoy fellowship. So bless you. And uh, communion's there.